What's up, everybody? Welcome back to TTG Radio. Mary, what's up? Hey, how are you, Danny? I'm good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> it's Monday after Thanksgiving. So we hope everybody who's listening and watching had an awesome Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully you got to relax a little bit, take care of some things that you don't normally have time to take care of. Um, or, or maybe you just need a break <laughs> from your vacation, which is the case for many of us. Yes, but, um, for sure. Yeah. Thank you all for sticking around. We actually did not have a podcast episode last week, so we needed some time off too. But we're ready. We're back at it. We've got some fun episodes planned for the rest of the year, and I can't believe that the year is almost over. Hi there. My name is Danny Phillips. I'm Ian Coyer. I'm Scott LeBlanc. And this is TTG Radio. The three of us are business partners at a sports performance gym in Northwest Louisiana, and together we are bridging the gap between the worlds of nutrition, personal training, and physical therapy. Now, if you know us, you might call us a perfect storm. We bring a whole lot of energy to the table that's mixed in with a dash of nerdiness. Rib position of the bottom ribs and the bucket handle ribs, which I wish I could grab my little skeleton guy and bring my beer. A pinch of science. I thought the cartilage like pulled away. Wow. And a big old spoonful of straight up goofy. I would say a lifesaver. Not a lifesaver. Right. He's I been was a... your first lifesaver. That's fair. The bottom line is this. We're here to share where science meets practical application aka reality. Life is hard, but there is a way to live it pain-free and enjoy your health while also having a gourmet cup of coffee or a glass of wine. We're sharing what we've learned along the way with our own trial and error and how we're making progress with ourselves and clients in real time. Are you ready for this ride? Let's go! Welcome to Welcome. Welcome to TTG Radio. December like, is on Friday. so much that has to get done before January 1st. <laughs> I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. We have our nutrition launch coming up again. So if, you're, if you've been tagging along and you know that we've launched the beta test for this digital or online nutrition course, we're relaunching it now that the beta test is coming to fruition. And we've kind of made updates and changes and added more recipes and all kinds of stuff. So stay tuned for more details on that. If you want to make sure that you don't miss any details, join our email list. The link will be below, but also you can head to our website, click on the pop-up and add your name and your email to our list and you'll start getting kind of the weekly behind the scenes. Mary sends that out every week. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. What's coming out in this week's email? Do you know? Um, I do not know, but we'll, I'm going to we'll think of something good. Tomorrow. Yeah. We try to send it out on Tuesdays, but sometimes it's a little later. I will say um, we sent out the pumpkin recipe, right? Yes. Okay, so we sent out the pumpkin loaf recipe that has collagen in it, and then I have a blue corn tortilla chicken quesadilla. All that rhymes. No, no. That's funny. <laughs> it's only like three or four ingredients. There's only three ingredients in the corn tortillas, and they're, they're really good. good. Okay. If you like those blue corn tortilla chips, these are so good. Oh, they're so good. Making me hungry. So that will be coming out this week. Okay. Let's and because it. I've said it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, I have the pictures. I've done it already. I just need to do it again. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, so let's dive into today's topic. Top six top mistakes that we notice as nutrition coaches, coaches, coaches <laughs> that dieters make when they're trying to choose a dietary approach to fit their goals. Right. There's a lot of them, but are. these were like six that came to mind while I was driving back and forth over the holidays. So right. um, I figured we'd start with these and just kind of elaborate on them. Let's do it. All right. Number one, we noticed that 
they've latched on to something that has worked for somebody else. I know you can directly talk about this. Yes, I can. Um, I think that just because one of our good friends doing it or a sibling's doing it, that we think that we can follow the same idea. And sometimes it doesn't work because we're all different. And so I think you have to figure out what works best for you. And even mm-hmm. for our clients that we have, you know, we don't use the same approach for everybody. It's all different. So you have to keep that in mind, yeah. especially I think about fad diets when you think about that, mm-hmm. just because, um, you know, the fasting might work for you or Weight Watchers might work really well for somebody else doesn't mean, you know, yeah. so that's the type. That's yeah, the type. agreed. So that's the first one. Um, number two, we noticed that certain clients haven't been able to stay consistent for a long enough period of time on a particular approach to see results. So when we think consistency, what comes to mind for you with like how, how, what's the duration of consistency that someone needs to have before right. they can see results? At least 12 weeks. You've got to give yourself that many, like 12 to 14 weeks. That's what we say in general, but it is the honest truth. You're not going to see results till then. You've got to give your body a chance to change. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely so agree. Nice. And I think so many people want that fast result or they want something yes. to see initially to give them encouragement that it's working and that they're doing the right thing. Right. And I think where we come into play as the accountability, you know, coaching in this piece is there are things that are noticeable. It's just not always the extreme weight loss that you're looking right. for. I think things that you can see initially are energy increases yes. or recognizing that you're able to do more in your day or be more present for your family or your work life or whatever that looks like. Maybe your workouts are a little bit stronger, um, but that true significant weight loss doesn't seem to come along for, especially if you're making small changes. Like, yes, that's this is kind of the average, right? Like there will be people who will see changes faster than that and slower than that. So, yeah. but usually after a week, clients will say, I just feel better. Like, it's just weird. I just feel better. Yeah. So if we can just push people that way and not so much on the scale. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes a big difference. Yes. Did you have any other notes on that one? Perfect. Okay. Number three, not truly committing to an approach. So we went from consistency and not enough consistency to committing to an approach to like, just not actually committing to it. And mm. for me, I think I'll see people try something or tell me that they've tried something um, for a few weeks, but really they probably only did it, you know, half-assed Yeah. <laughs> or like they only kind of halfway committed to it. Like you can't commit to a diet like four or five days of the week and then go ham on the weekends. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to work that way. So I think looking at committing as, okay, this is the approach I'm going to take and I'm going to do this seven days a week. Yes, there's some room for flexibility in there because too much, you know, too much strictness is not going to work for everybody, but or too much structure. Right. But commit you. If you don't commit or if you only commit for four or five days, you are absolutely not going to see results. I don't care what diet you do or you might see a fast result and think, oh, I got there quickly. But really what you did is you cut out eating 100 grams of carbs a day and you stopped drinking alcohol for a week <laughs> and you dropped 10 pounds because you don't have all those carbs right. coming in and then the water that's being absorbed by those carbs. Like, of course you dropped the weight, but of course the second you add it back in, that weight's going to come right back because it wasn't true weight loss. It was water right. fluctuations and not having the right nutrition actually going through your system. So, right. um, right. yes. <laughs> I also think 
you know, starting with smaller goals. I think we Ooh. we try to shoot for these big goals, you know, like, okay, I'm going to work out four times a week. I'm going to do this. And if you start small, like, okay, I'm going to try one to two times a week to do something. Mm-hmm. And then you get that and you hit that goal. And then you're like, okay, I can do this. But if you set the small goals, that's going to give you the, that's going to help your motivation. That's going to help yeah, all yeah. across. You got to start small. That's my opinion. True. And I even find that even as experienced as we are with making sure that we have a routine, whether it's nutrition or training, I almost have to over schedule like, or put extra emphasis on the nutrition approach I have so that it will almost fully work. Gosh, that doesn't make sense. Okay. (laughs) So for training, I feel like it's easier to explain for training. I will schedule four or five, maybe six workouts throughout the week, knowing that some of those are going to get taken off the calendar for something else that popped up. But if I schedule five or six, then I know three, maybe four of them will happen. So in order to truly meet my goal, I have to like over schedule and over plan. So for nutrition, I like to over plan a little bit and go to Whole Foods or Kroger or somewhere on Sundays and really spend extra time on a Sunday planning out my week and having extra things available, even if I don't eat all of those extra things and they can go back in the fridge or the freezer or it's something that can stay in the pantry. I've over planned a little bit so that I always have kind of a backup plan right. for when chaos happens because it does. does. Yes. Yeah. That's very true. So, all right. Yeah. Number four. Oh, I love this one. I love yeah. this one. Number four for a top mistake that a dieters make is never determining a start point. Yes. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, I just think just from experience, um, we're all just so different. Um, and so you truly have to figure out where you are in your journey. I mean, um, and I know I've been through the process, so I know where my starting point was with protein and like where it is now. And, um, but you have to find that. You have to figure out um, in some way, whether that's tracking or making a journal or something. Yeah. Because we're yeah. all just so different. Yeah, I agree. And so many people want to make changes, but if you don't have a starting point, just like you mentioned for right. protein, if somebody gives you the advice, and even if somebody asks us, like, what's your, how much protein should I eat? Well, I'm, my first answer is, well, shoot, I don't know. I mean, I can give you general guidance, but like, how much are you eating right now? Right. So if you don't take the time to figure out what some of your starting points are, then you don't know how to change it because you don't know what you're actually changing. Um, And and I think that looks different for everybody. I mean, I know, you know, Clay, our other nutrition coach, he is very, very, very intentional and strict on his macros when he's tracking. Not a lot of people can be as structured as he can to hit a singular macronutrient goal every single day. Some people like that. Some people can't stand it and just depends on what works for you. But there are other forms of measuring like, just using a digital food scale and going, okay, or even not that, but going, okay, I like having a turkey sandwich, but I usually only put two slices of turkey on my sandwich. How can I increase my protein? Okay. I'm going to commit to adding an extra two or three slices. So now I have four or five slices every time I make that turkey sandwich. So it's things like that is figuring out, okay, what am I starting with? And what your starting point is looks different for everyone. Right. I mean, cause there's a formula for protein. There know? is. Like, but, so it's like, I can, but, you know, but, yeah, but if we're all different. So yes. And I think we have so many clients come in who they know that protein is important, but maybe they're only focusing on protein for one or two meals out of the day, which is a great start, but it's not enough to be optimizing that nutrition. And, um, 
Oh, shoot, I kind of lost right. where I was going with that. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. It's I don't okay. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, oh, I, I know. Is those equations and figuring out, you know, how much protein someone should have. If right. you are so far off from where you should be, it's not realistic to jump to that protein goal right. and double your protein intake overnight because your body's not ready for it. Nope. So it just takes time. Like yep. there, I know there are some things that you can kind of cold turkey start or stop, but protein intake's not one of them. Nope. No, it's not. All right. For sure. Next, number five. So we've talked about determining a starting point determining an end point. Why right. is that important, Mary? Right. Um, well, for me, when I think about um, an end point, like I think, I guess the way I took that question was people kind of giving up, but that's not what you're talking about. Well, but yeah, but I because think if about, there's not that structured, hey, I'm going to commit to this for a certain amount of time, right. like write a SMART goal, then it gets so overwhelming because you're like, oh my God, I have to do this forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really not. Um, well, I'm three years in, so, um, and I have, you, over time, you figure out how to feel your body and what you need. And mm -hmm. when your body composition changes and your jeans get too tight or whatever, you, you know how to, you know, how yeah. to fix it. you know what you need to do. Um, so, but, so I guess the end point's good for, just for that reason alone, because you don't want to feel like you're on a diet. You don't want to feel like you're, right. you're dieting, but I think that's, what's so great about our program is people that have followed our program and that are successful, they, um, they can figure out that cycle mm -hmm. and, and it, and what works for them and, you don't have to trek forever. You don't have to do all these things. You, your body's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. So and it is. It's, it's, a, it's a life cycle. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, my journey stemmed from that bodybuilding community where the end date was the show. Yeah. So, and, and then the cycle kind of started in a different way after that. But you cannot diet forever. Your body cannot be in a calorie deficit for an extended amount of time. So choosing, hey, I'm going to commit for a certain amount of time. These are the action steps I'm going to take in this certain amount of time. And then when I hit that end goal, maybe there's a little flexibility with that time frame. But when I hit this space and we decide we need to make a change, we need to be okay with making a change even if we haven't hit that final goal but it can kind of go in phases sometimes right so. yeah and like I said you figure it out like you figure out okay I need to add another workout or I need to up my protein more or mm -hmm. stop eating Mike and Ike's you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike and Ike's lately <laughs> I don't know I mean you know yeah just gotta figure it out yeah. but yeah. but that's why it's important to know your body and understand it so yeah agreed all right last but not least oh I love this one Number six for top mistakes that dieters make is, I think, impulse decisions on a diet that they're excited about, but they didn't take their lifestyle into consideration. Maybe they didn't think like, oh, this will work for me, but they didn't talk to their significant other or their kids or their business partners or people they work with on a daily basis. They didn't take into account how this was going to affect everything else that they have going on. Right. How, how, yeah. yeah, how have you dealt with so, that? Um, so, yeah, I think that um, it can be difficult if you have this big plan and you don't have people on board, for mm -hmm. one, for the grocery shopping and the cooking, but also, you know, for me, traveling for soccer. So um, it took a while to adjust. But again, that's why we say give yourself 12 to 14 weeks. You have to adjust. And I think 
Um, when you take something new, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to allow the time for to adjust to your lifestyle. So mm-hmm. it can happen. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. So I just think you have to have that mindset, um, especially like we talked about clay, like having a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. So um, if you are someone that has a lot of structure, you have to give your time, self time to figure out these things. It's yes. just patience, I guess. So much patience. And I think, you know, as a mom and, you know, any parent out there listening or watching who's like, my life revolves around my kids or around right. my work, that's the place where y'all need to give yourself the most grace, but then start trekking. And I don't mean track every little thing, but you go, you know, to Dallas for soccer games or baseball games or whatever for the weekend. And at the end of the weekend, you kind of go, okay, like part of this worked great, but then I was hungry and there weren't things that I wanted to eat or there were things that I wanted, but I didn't think they were going to fit my goal. So it's kind of reassessing and going, all right, right, what worked, what didn't, what can I change for next time? And that's part of the tracking and evaluating and making a change. And right. I think a phrase that I like to use a lot is if what you're doing isn't working, do something different. So right. if if that weekend didn't go as planned, okay, what can you do different next time? And a yeah. lot of our clients stress out about the holidays and like, ah, oh, I was doing so great. And then a holiday came along and I didn't yeah. lose any weight. And I'm like, but did you gain any? Right. So, you know, give y'all give your, give yourselves. Oh my God. <laughs> give yourselves a break. And, um, just remind yourself that maybe the year before or three years before or five years before you wouldn't have been doing some of the actions that you're taking now. Exactly. And sometimes maintaining is the win. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. 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 This okay. is good. This is good. Good this subject. is fun. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll elaborate more on some of these. So again, if y'all love this, yeah. if you want more details on nutrition coaching or our online nutrition course, definitely sign up for our email list. We'll be putting more details up on the website too. You can follow us on Instagram. What are you on Instagram? Um, oh my goodness. You're at, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. At Mary Evelyn <laughs> underscore, underscore. Right? Yes. And I'm at Danny Phillips. I'll put that in the show notes yes. below. Um, but yeah, follow along with us, with us there. And we release new podcasts every week and the email list sends out a new recipe and behind the scenes information weekly as well. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good day.